We face Jinns and Dragons in The Witcher Season 1, Episodes 5 and 6. Let's get right into it. Podcast. Welcome to Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. I'm Jacob McCourt. I'm Katie Lesbrantz. And I'm Travis Colnut. And today we are continuing our journey through The Witcher, this time covering episodes five and six of the show's first season. Now, if you haven't listened to our previous two episodes covering episodes one to four, you might want to do that first and then come back to this when you're ready. So who wants to share where we left off with, with each of our characters? Essentially, let me give the, the thing on Geralt. Uh, there was a party. He induced the law of surprise. There's a child, Geralt of Rivia. Geraldo <laughs> <laughs> Riviera. Good job. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Yeah, and then Siri is in the woods, and she met some people, and she's going to stay with those people, with some woods people, <laughs> with her elf friend. That's yeah. about it with her. <laughs> and Yennefer is... Where is she? She's, she like saved uh, a queen a queen's baby well she tried to save a queen's baby and the baby died and then she's kind of free reign now she's kind of just on her own doing her own thing like we kind of leave her i I think the timelines kind of start getting a little like closer and closer together but she's uh she's kind of doing her own thing now so no ties Mm -hmm. to anyone that's a that's a great summary of where we left off um the way we're going to do this is we're going to cover each character's arc uh, starting in episode five and then going to episode six and kind of giving you our our hot takes about all of it. So should we start with Yennefer in the fifth episode and how she's curing people's lack of boners? Yeah. <laughs> literally, I wrote down like she's giving people magical boners, like literally, <laughs> which is really I mean, it's, funny. it's great. It's wonderful. Right. Like she's she's starting to do stuff um, because, well, obviously she doesn't have the resources available to her anymore because she's not working for a kingdom anymore. She's kind of doing her own thing, right? So uh, we come to find out that like she's looking to cure her infertility that she gave up because of to, to get to beautify herself, essentially, um, which I also was kind of surprised by. I didn't expect... I I don't know if that was the storyline I was anticipating after her having to like bury that baby like and the hey consider yourself lucky that you're not part of this world like kind of talk that she had in i think it was episode three um or four i'm not sure which one it was the last episode yeah she like had that you know like she kind of said like you know hey you're kind of better off baby being dead because you don't have to live in this terrible world and i guess i'm surprised that now her plot is taking a like trying to get her fertility back which i didn't anticipate i know what you're saying and it's did seem um not odd but it just kind of was like a little bit of a i don't know it was just surprising but the the way that she phrases it at one point it might be in the next episode where she says i don't like that they took away my choice where it doesn't even seem necessary that she's like i want a baby right now it was just like this part of her that she feels like was taken and that she wasn't given proper warning that that was going to be given up for the enchantment i feel like she knew as as a as a person who like 
strives on his need for control in his life, I recognized exactly what was happening with Yennefer. Like, oh, okay. so I, I guess I disagree, Travis, in that like she buries this child, which then like reminds her of the fact that she had to sacrifice her ability to have a child and that she she doesn't necessarily want to have a kid. It's just like the she choice. lost her agency. Right. And mm-hmm. that is like she is trying to be the most powerful woman or the most powerful mage ever. And she had to make the sacrifice that makes her less than whole. I guess. So, yeah. yeah. And also that she didn't know that she was even doing it. They're like, surprise, right. surprise, uh, that got taken away. And she right. seemed to recoil from that, I think, more so than just having a kid. I felt like it, she she knew the risks going into it, but I might be... I mean, I'm once just... you're putting your legs up in the stirrup and then yeah. you're going in there and yanking out your uterus... I think it was like uh, once you... Like you're reborn... You're like you're rebirthing yourself so you can no longer give birth or something like that. Like there was a something similar to that was said. Yeah. Um, it, it's how they I'm, establish magic, right? That like yeah, you, yeah. you can't just make things like you have to give something to get something basically. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I just, I didn't anticipate that to be like her, her push going forward was that's what she's doing. And that's kind of been her push for these, these next two episodes is really her trying to find a way to make it so that she can have a child again. So I think in the first one, she's, you know, she kind of, well, we'll get into it, but she, you know, tries to use the gin and then tries to, uh, get some, uh, dragon something or other in order to, you know, figure out a magical way to get it back, even though there's mm-hmm. probably no actual cure for it. Yeah. And I, I, I guess this is the point where like Geralt and Yennefer like really start to like their stories become intertwined in these two episodes. Um, Yennefer and him meet later in the episode, but would it be fair to now talk about like Geralt and yeah. how he ended up in the same places as yeah. Yennefer? It's all about a djinn. Yes. What is a djinn? A djinn is this uh, very powerful magical creature that um, you people sometimes try and harness and they can like become the vessel for the djinn where basically the djinn's power goes into them and now they're just super super powerful um but it's very like hard to harness because they're just like really erratic and um and powerful so yeah Geralt and yaskier yeah yaskier 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 he's got several names yaskier and the so like he's he's the bard he's Yasker Yaskier sure. Yaskier, uh, and we find out his full name in the next episode as well, which was Julian Alfred Pankratz. Sure, oh, the, the bard. <laughs> the so bard. him and the bard uh, basically stumble on to this gin. I don't yeah. think that they uh, they didn't intend to. I don't believe. Well, no, the intention was that yeah, uh, Gerald was looking for it because he can't sleep. Because he's stay, he's got so much insomnia because of the child surprise, which also, I really, really like the term. You have a child surprise and like yes. with the subtitles and it's got capital letters, like it's a proper name, a child surprise. It's not even a surprise child. It's specifically, surprise. Ca- it's a child surprise. It's like a kinder tell- surprise yeah, for my non-American friends. You have you had a child surprise. I love it. I love it. Um, so he, he, I think he's being kept up. Uh, at night because he can't sleep um, because he's worried about, you know, the consequences of his actions for calling this child surprise thing. Um, So he was like fishing in a pond looking for 
a djinn to give right. him three wishes. And one of them was so that he could uh, get like, to sleep, notes. I'm assuming, right? Um, but I think inadvertently what ends up happening is they find the djinn and uh, Gerald just says, I, w- I just want some peace. And I think that intent unintentionally is what happened is is the bard's throat starts swelling yes. up and he's coughing up blood because the bard won't stop singing or talking to him and he's just really annoying. So he inadvertently mm-hmm. caused the bard to um, to almost die, right? So that's how they end up getting to Yennefer in the first place. Yes, because he I needs first... a mage to like fix, to heal him. So then yeah. they hunt, yeah, they find Yennefer. At first I was like, is the gin in his throat? What's happening here? Because he looked like a little bullfrog. Uh, and that's where you meet Chiridian, I think is is the name of the elf doctor, and he plays like a minor role in this um in this episode. Oh, him, yeah. But he's essentially like, Hey, the mayor has a mage in his house that is more powerful than me from a medical perspective. You should go see the mage because that's the only way you're going to save this man from permanent throat damage, which is, didn't he like compare it to like a, like a, like a tumor or like a, yeah, like a tumor. Yeah. I think. I think so. Um, And then he goes to the mayor's house, the mayor of Rindy, who is naked, oh deranged, my <laughs> and being controlled by Yennefer and her orgy. Oh my goodness. I was, I was sitting, so I'm watching it and I'm like. Oh my goodness. I, I just I didn't I it was HBO levels of of sex and nudity. Yeah. But I just wasn't expecting. I'm fine with it. I was like, oh okay. I just I didn't know that was gonna happen. Um yeah, there is just a full on like thirty person orgy happening. Yeah. Gar- and Geralt's looking around like I don't know what to make like he seems very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then uh, Jennifer's just kind of sitting there like Yeah. This is what I'm doing. Like this is what I, she does I'm, for fun. She's like, so bored. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> she's she's like, fine. I'll help people, uh, you know, uh, overcome their erectile dysfunction for some money. But I'm bored, so like, yeah, yeah I'll just uh, I'll have some fun and make a bunch of people have an orgy. Yeah, and I'll wear my costume from Fifty Shades of Grey, yes. which is just her like lacy masquerade <laughs> ball attire. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and that's when their paths start to intertwine and like yeah. you get the like oh she realizes that he has a djinn who has wishes this djinn could potentially help her reverse her uter- uteral uterine help me help me with medicine how do you say uterine hysterectomy thank you Re- reverse <laughs> i was like with with her uterine issues but yeah, it's yeah more that's just, right uterine issues yeah thank good you job. Katie. Yeah. thank you oh my god uh and that's when everyone starts to converge like yennefer is like hey i'll hear i'll heal you the bard and that's the first like face big face-to-face meeting between Geralt and yennefer yeah and i think katie's got a, a point she's bored right and she's so, so like bored. she's fine just like yeah i'll play along i'll do this thing you know and then like she joins him in the bath and she's kind of like i'll just have some fun like she's just kind of going with it like she knows ultimately she has her goal of trying to get her fertility back but at the same time it's just like she, she's just doing stuff I also think, yes, she is doing that where it's, it almost feels like she's like, I'm powerful and I can control the situation. So I'm just going to do shit. Yeah. What I feel like doing. But I also feel like it was a little bit of distraction of just like, oh, I'm doing all this stuff to hide that I actually have like a very clear motive right. and, a, and a clear plan. Um, 
so she made it seem like she's kind of being like willy nilly and just kind of doing whatever she felt like. But no, she's like, no, I have a very, very specific plan, which is to get the bard to say more wishes so that she can then capture the djinn. Right. She does a great job at lowering Geralt's guard Mm -hmm. all the time in these two episodes. And it's funny that like the thing that allows her to look, she's always been smart and that's part of it. But I feel like Geralt also like is enchanted by her physical appearance that she got because of this deal with the devil she made that she's trying to reverse. I think I think that they're both just they have an interesting relationship where they have that thing where they both need a person. Like Geralt is also whenever he's been like in in a relationship or whatever, basically with a hooker. But whenever <laughs> he's been in that situation, he's basically just seems bored at the same time. Like he right. really he seems like he really needs a challenge. They both really like a challenge, like someone who keeps them on their toes, and they also seem to really just need someone who's loyal, like right. loyalty and someone who kind of you know some people need that. Like some people need someone who um will kind of call them out on their bullshit basically whereas i feel like they both do that and the chemistry is really good like i feel like it works like i believe this even though they barely know each other i'm like oh yeah i buy this instantly yeah i definitely agree they had like instant chemistry and like it was very good and i was kind of like oh this is giving me renfrey vibes from episode one where gerald and renfrey's banter and like kind of uh, chemistry worked really really well and i think that's part of the reason why i liked renfrey in that first episode this kind of replayed that back like oh he's got someone that he's kind like he's genuinely interested in because she's not boring i guess yeah, you she's know what challenging. I mean? <laughs> yeah there's a challenge there right and so it works and then you can kind of see how that transitions into episode six where like she clearly there's time that passes between these two episodes and they've had some more interactions in the meantime because their familiarity with each other is like so much more in episode six like Mm -hmm. you're like oh i've missed i've missed some more connection happening but like it still works right like he calls her yen yeah he nicknames her and stuff right mm -hmm. like you can tell there's more of a connection there. i'm like oh i would have loved to have seen that but it also works in a like these times they're a little nondescript and who knows exactly how much time has passed in between things, you know? That first meeting between them is, is just really great. And mm-hmm. it transitions into like the episode's climax between the two of them where she tricks him and like uh, curses him, like enters his mind, weakens him by putting a scent in the air and then like infiltrates his mind and essentially tries to capture the djinn or like absorb the djinn or like put the gin inside of her body in order to <laughs> like reverse her hysterectomy. Is that a fair yeah. I'm words are hard. Basically. Yeah. Yes. She wants to be like the vessel for it where she basically has, she can channel its power and then she can do whatever she wants to do. She becomes like a far more powerful mage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And the, the thing that's confusing is for a long time, everyone thought that the gin can give three wishes to whoever like opens the vessel that it's in. Everyone, including us, thought the bard was the one that had the wishes, but it was actually Geralt that had the wishes. So she wakes up the bard. There's a really funny moment where, like, he says, toss a coin to your witcher, O Valley of Penis. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I laughed out loud with that one, and I don't know why. I think it was just the sudden use of that word made me, like, actually laugh out loud. (laughs) And that's when you realize that Geralt actually has the wishes. Yeah. So there's this confrontation where... Um, Yennefer like is trying to capture it Geralt comes back uses his last wish and then a building collapses 
and then they do it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sorry to show. speed through it. That's the episode, though. There's really not that much else to it. I, yes. I think it was a really good episode, though. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, I really, really, really enjoyed almost all the scenes. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm in this. Like, this is this is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and it moved things forward. But yes, it's a very, like, contained little um thing that happens as opposed to some other episodes where it was like in this kingdom and these people are talking and there's this council talking and blah 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 blah. it was like no no these are our characters and this is the story so yeah i when i think about both of these episodes like i liked five a lot better than six um just because six lost me a little bit uh and five like you said is this like really nice like well encapsulated story that helps develop the relationship between yennefer and and gerald Mm yeah And then some stuff happens with Siri, which I don't really, still don't know if I care about. Like, honestly. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I mean, there is an important piece. For sure. I I guess about Musak is like the important part here. There's a Doppler. Yeah. So this episode starts with a man staring at a chin in a pickle jar. Yeah. He's got all, he's got all an assortment of body parts in pickle jars. He's got he's got ears. He's got noses. You know, he's got all the things. Um, mm. Basically, yeah, someone found recruited him to basically find Siri. Like, there are some people who are still trying to track her down. So he then um, takes on the form of her old. I don't know who he is. I don't mentor, know. yeah, wizard, wizard, something like that of the queen. I don't know, mage, mage yeah. of the yeah, whatever he is. So he takes on that form and then goes to find her. But uh, I agree. I still I don't, and I don't like that. I don't care because Siri's great, and yes. she's and she, but she's not in this show. Like I'm like she gets so much more interesting that right now I'm like yeah she's just like a little scared scared girl running through the forest and like she's more she's a little bit more capable than that but like it's not it's not that interesting i don't know i'm like oh it's a series scene like i kind of i kind of check out a little bit yeah she i i feel about her the way i felt about Arya stark for like the first half of game of thrones i strongly disagree but okay (laughs) but you feel how you feel man that's okay no like i just i'm saying i don't give a crap about what's going on with siri whatsoever much like Arya stark when she like was the faceless and that whole garbage like i didn't care about her character at all until i was like oh i know where this is going not to spoil game of thrones (laughs) i i'm assuming that they're not going to spend a third of their time developing a character if it doesn't have like large ramifications on the whole story but i see what's happening with this character and i i don't care at all i I completely check out i'm not even sure that like they're devoting at at this point it doesn't even feel like they're devoting a third of their story to Siri. Like I kind of feel like she's very afterthoughty so far. Like there's there's like oh here's a intro scene with her and then let's get to the the good parts with Gerald and Yennefer and then okay we'll end the show with another tease of Siri. And it just doesn't feel like there's there's any she's been in that forest the entire season. Like for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes she's been in that forest and now she leaves and you know, because bad mouse sack gets her mouse sack or whatever. And then, um, and then, you know, she escapes. But yeah. And I, then keeps running. 
like the, it's, it's the yeah. same story and like yeah you're meeting new people but even those new characters aren't that great it's like those forest people i don't really know anything about them no and then dryad dryads dryads yeah it's island forest know. like it's cool yeah. i guess and it's just like he just the doppler guy just shows right up and is like yeah i'm i'm him and she's just like yeah okay and then they peace out and that's it <laughs> and i don't know like i guess i was interested in like the whole fight there with her trying like figuring out that he but that also once again happened very quickly it was not even quick it's you know she someone says make sure you ask the right questions and then she instantly starts asking the right questions and he's discovered and like boom that's it that's over you know and then i guess there's a fight scene later on where he goes back and fights the the guy from nilfgaard i'm assuming like there was there was a scene between the two i don't exactly remember how that played out yeah, um, his Kahir, I think, is the name of the assassin yes. who is chasing Siri the entire time. Yeah. Um, it just seems like there are multiple parties that are trying to get Siri for a reason that we don't exactly know yet. Um, and like, I think it's fair to say in episode six, like, the only thing that happens is like, should we just like dive yeah, into episode yeah, six and talk about what happens with Siri? Yeah. She, the Doppler who is playing Musak gets her and like meets her brings her out of the forest then she realizes that he's not the real musak they fight and then the doppler gets confronted by kahir is that is that it yeah really yeah they fight he like slowly knifes him in the heart in a very uncomfortable way yeah (laughs) and Like like that's it. I don't know. This show's going to have to do a lot of work for me in these last two episodes coming for me to care about the Siri aspect of the story. Like it really mm-hmm. needs to like go full force into it. I need them to meet. I need Geralt and Siri to meet. I need that to happen in order for me to like, I don't know, something that plot needs to come to a head because I feel like the slow burn that's right now it's not working for me. I, she could be mm-hmm. out of this show entirely and I probably wouldn't even care. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there's no dynamic with her with other characters. Like she mm-hmm. has, uh, what's his name, Dara? Dara, who, yeah. Like she talks to a bit and I don't know, nothing much is happening there. But like, I'm still interested, again, because I've played The Witcher 3. So I have a familiarity with Siri where I'm like, I know I know where, what she's going to be. And I'm like, that part I'm anxious to get to. So I'm hoping... That yeah, once her and Geralt meet, at least at least that'll introduce a new dynamic where he's he'll be like kind of protective, but kind of not, but kind of standoffish and not wanting to take part. And her probably being like, "I don't really trust you. Who the hell are you?" And right, I don't know. There'll be something happening there between characters where there has is some kind of development. But right now, yeah, we're just she's we're just, not strong enough to stand on her own. Unlike no. Yennefer and Geralt were for like the first half of this show. No, she's just scared and can sometimes do some weird magic stuff. Yeah, and that's it's too unclear. It. And I can't even tell. Like, is her is her face shape changing? Like, is she magical in that way? Like, I don't. I I honestly, I just am so confused when it comes to Siri. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, also, is. Can you explain the child surprise part? So is is she Geralt's daughter? Kind of. By like kind of like adoptive daughter by destiny. By like destiny f- magical law. <laughs> yes. Basically. They have like some faded connection now. Um where he has 
I don't, I don't know if it's quite his daughter or not, but like for all intensive purposes, yes, she like belongs they have like to a father daughter connection, basically. Got it, right? By some okay. magical law that surprise, he... surprise, <laughs> child surprise. You just get to claim that kid as your own. It doesn't matter if you want it. Doesn't matter. It just it that's yours now. Surprise! Imagine if you could do that in real life. Child yeah. surprise, yeah, and then honestly. kidnap a child. Yeah, <laughs> magical child that bo- literally was conceived and birthed by someone else entirely. But nope, that's yours now. Yeah, that's called kidnapping, uh. Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> so I shouldn't get excited. At- no, nope, don't let's not child go there. surprise don't do anyone, it. please. No, no. Don't do it. <laughs> child surprise, no. steal a child. No, bad idea. okay, <laughs> bad idea. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, the meat of this episode is dragon meat. Uh, yeah. And that's the story. Sorry, bad transition, boy. You know it. it's great when you even call out your bad transition. I, but I digress. It. Geralt meets Borch Three Jack Dawes at the beginning of the episode while he's murdering a another mythical creature. Right? Yeah. And go for it. So I always butcher character names. Just oh, for anyone well, listening who's like, you're not saying the character name. I don't. There's a I lot know. of character names, and a lot of them come and go. So I don't even bother. I'm like, that's a weird name. I'm not going to remember it. You're going to be gone in an episode. I still called Geralt Gerald sometimes. (laughs) There's that I can't excuse. But um, yeah, there's he's slaughtering someone, a mythical creature. And then kind of same thing. He gets recruited again by this guy who's like, hey, I need I need to take this group of people to uh, slay a dragon. That's what I want to do. And um, I have all these other people recruited, but I want you because you'll get us up there because you can slay whatever comes across our path on the way up. Isn't it the Wild Hunt? Katie, you've played the games. Is this not like an edition of the Wild Hunt? I don't think so. No? What is the Wild Hunt? You've played the third one, right? Yes. I am not an expert. There, I'm sure there are some people who are like way in deep on the lore, but basically it's this, um, it's like this evil group of people who are um from like another realm i believe like it's kind of like this evil demon group that um i'm butchering this who are trying to gain power and like they if certain people who are super powerful they seem to target where they're like we have to take out that person so that they can um take over the realm i think that's what i got it's cool. a big game. Oh. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. Okay. I-, I thought that this was a wild hunt, but anyway, they go on a hunt for a dragon. <laughs> yes. And it's a golden dragon. Yeah. Pretty much. And and Geralt doesn't seem to want to go, but then he's like, oh, but I got, but Yennefer's here. Yeah, why not? she's going and he's like, oh, okay. I guess I'll go. I yeah. Go. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. It Honestly, that's the extent of this episode too. Like plot wise, it really isn't about it, anything in particular. It's more about like you're getting more and more of Geralt and uh, Yennefer's kind of relationship. And you see they truly do care for each other and you don't know that right away. And there's, like I said, there's time that's passed between these two. So there's a familiarity between the two of them. And because of that, they, um, you know, she, uh, he goes into her tent that's bigger on the inside and they have sex on a bed. And, <laughs> and but, but he stayed until the morning, which was like the like, oh, character growth moment because they both did they both stayed they both were there for each other and they stayed and then um turns out the guy that like sent them on this hunt uh for this to slay this dragon was actually because he is the dragon (laughs) i don't know what he's he's his i literally wrote down i'm like so borch is a dragon okay then like (laughs) 
just okay cool <laughs> he transforms between dragon and human form and his dragon name is i'm gonna butcher this it's villain villain Trettenmurth. sure uh, he is he is the golden dragon protecting another dragon who laid an egg is yeah. that essentially it yeah um, the other dragon that who laid an egg died though like the mom yeah. dragon the mama so that- dragon's gone that other egg cannot be moved or else it will die. Like it won't hatch, but people are trying to get it because, you know, dragon, dragon stuff is powerful. Yeah, that's cool stuff. (laughs) And I guess the whole reason why, like, um, I almost called them Geraldo again, that Geralt was brought into this was because the dragon man knew that, like, he was a mutation because he's a gold dragon, yes. it was rumored for a long time mutation, and he appealed to his humanity in saying, like, hey, you are someone who had a weird set of mutations, too, and I knew that if you found out that I was the dragon man, that in the end, you would help me protect my egg from the other parties that are trying to take it and kill me. Yeah, this is, like, a perfect continuation of the... Geralt is the defender of the outsider and the weird and that kind of protector because he every episode so far he has once again and even episode five was building his connection with Yennefer who in herself is also an outsider and was an outcast and isn't the same as everyone else like every episode he has done his best to protect and um, save or build a relationship with a uh, someone who has been seen as different, right? And now I guess that reputation is preceding him because this this golden dragon searched him out to protect him because he's like, I know you'll protect me because that's what you do. You protect the outsider ones that are people think are different and want to hunt them and want to hurt them because they're different. And along with that, um, earlier in the episode, like when they're starting their hunt, um, so it's Yennefer is coming along because she is protecting this knight <laughs> who wants to slay the dragon and base he's he's absurd it's sir ike or sir, something oh, sir yeah. ike of denesee i think yeah so he's trying to be like he's trying to be the big man and he's like i'm gonna take this dragon out and i'm gonna be amazing and everyone's gonna know my name <laughs> but he's just kind of overly um not ambitious Mor- moronic a little overly excited he get he's like i'm in let's go yeah. um near the beginning this um monster comes out at it's called an icky 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 hirika something a hirika yes. um comes out of the woods and he's like i got this and Geralt's like oh no he he's starving it's hungry he's hungry like no hold on guys and then sir ike is just like yeah and just like slaughters it even it's dead <laughs> he just keeps on bashing it with his sword Cuts yeah. off an arm, cuts off an arm, yeah. cuts off his head. It was like, I was like, no, yeah. don't kill it. It's good. And then he's so proud of himself. And then Geralt's like, yo, if we'd have given him some food, he would have just left us alone. Like, you didn't have to do that. Like, he's not, he is, um, he kills when he has to kill. Like, he's not going out there like, oh, there's a monster. I'm going to kill it. Like, he's like, no, what are, he kind of empathizes with everyone, it seems. Like, Literally, he kind of yeah. looks at what everything's motive is. Instead of just being like, ooh, scary monster, I gotta kill it. Need sure. murder. So I mean, that was a nice little moment. That was the exact same thing with him and that um, cursed birth thing from a couple episodes ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone sees it as this monster, but he's like, no, there's a motive here, and I'm gonna try to find out what it is and not kill it if I can absolutely not kill it, right? So, mm-hmm. it's just Geralt for you. What that's, a good guy. That's Geralt. That's Geralt. Good guy. Um, what a what a good guy, Gary. He is. Uh, my my favorite Gary. part was how um that Denesee was killed. His 
throat was cut while he was pooping. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah. Another Game of Thrones throwback. Who? Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why, why am I blanking? Died on the pooper. Ar- arrow in the chest. Oh, yes. Okay, I do on remember pooper. this. It's a rough way to go, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> One person who hasn't seen Game of Thrones and wants to is going to be like, Gah, you spoiled it. <laughs> so much spoiling. Oh my god! Yeah, maybe um, I'll just say like, "Hey, we're gonna spoil Game of Thrones in one second. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm just gonna put that backwards. Um, one more thing. We also find out a thing about uh, Geralt and Yennefer that is kind of important in the development of their relationship. Where in the last uh, episode, when she was trying to um, get the gin, uh, in get her? the gin, uh, and then he was like, "No, it's gonna kill her. Like, you can't do this." So he made this wish that seemed to save. It, it saved her somehow but she didn't know what it was like what his wish was and then we find out that he had wished to not lose her and that was his wish as a way of saving her from the djinn but that seems to have made them like have this connection that it's not clear exactly what that means like does it mean that that's why they're even attracted to each other or does it mean that that's just why she didn't die but it's not obvious and yennefer seems to take that as another thing of like not being in control where she's like oh you've done this thing that has modified possibly how we're acting and like why we like how loyal we are to her to each other for sure so that drives a wedge where she's like well i'm out now like bye yeah no good way to bring it around i like that a lot it's Mm -hmm. totally it, it yeah you nailed it it's like took away a potential option even if let's say she would have maybe liked Geralt and wanted to be with him now she doesn't know if that's truly her or if that is because of the wish and there's really no way of knowing that going forward right mm-hmm. um so yeah no super interesting for them to to kind of pull that twist i appreciate that you you said that because i didn't it didn't connect with me that that was the wish because the wish oh. happens in episode five. Yes. You don't, it's like, because I listen with subtitles and it says like, I think inaudible. Yeah, you don't hear it. Yeah, you don't and learn so, it until six. So the wish is he just wants to stay with her? He wished to not lose her. And that was his wish to keep her from dying, to keep the djinn from killing her. And mm-hmm. then it's unknown what the consequences of that is going forward. Got it. Geralt needs to be more precise when he yes. speaks because this is twice now that he has inadvertently screwed someone over because he can't be precise about what he wants. Right? Oh, oh, I'll just call the law of surprise. Oh, yeah. And now you've completely doomed a kingdom and sent a child to you. And, and the now did the same thing. Yeah. And he's saying he's saying stuff in the presence of a djinn just willy yeah. nilly. And now the bard's you now bleeding out of his throat. Bleeding like, out of his throat. And the other guy, his head blew up. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You just should be very aware. Yeah. Are you doubting me? Choose your words carefully. I hope All he right. learns that lesson by the end of this. That this he chooses his world. words carefully because yeah, consequences. Yeah, you can't just say like I don't want to lose her. There are so many things that I don't want to lose her wants to mean. Have you watched any rom com? No, Geralt. <laughs> pay attention. Be more precise. Yeah. <laughs> don't let uh, her die. I don't know something different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lose her. Good God, Geralt. 
Uh, I think this is a great point to uh, go into one of our favorite segments on the show, Min Max, which is a, a segment where we share the Min not so great and the Max great stuff that we haven't yet covered. Um, do you guys mind if I if I do my Min? Yeah, really go quickly? for it. My Min is the end of episode six where Geralt sends off the Bard, where he's like, "Hey." And I, I know this is so that they can have like a wonderful reunion, I'm sure, at the end of the eighth episode. But he's like, every time I've gotten into trouble, it's you. The law of surprise is your fault. Uh, the gin problem is your fault. And you are around for this dumb dragon. Like, you should just leave me alone. I hate that. <laughs> what did he ever do besides make wonderful songs about you and your tales so people know who you are and what you do? For sure. Stupid. I get it. I mean, it's obviously for storytelling purposes, obviously, right? Like, but it is very frustrating for him to just take it out on the bard when obviously the bard is not the reason for these things to happen. I mean, okay, let's see. Bear in mind, he did interrupt him while he was trying to get the gin. He only went to that party for the queen as a favor to the bard. Um, so, so you're I mean, saying it's his fault? He's not. It's not his fault. But a lot of his misfortune seems to be because the bard's getting involved, which I can see why he would probably make those connections. But at the same time, it sucks because obviously the bard is not doing these things maliciously and he just wants to be around and he's like songs. a playful idiot. He's yeah, not oh, for sure. like a malicious he's, human being. He's harmless. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so. And he seems to actually want to be friends with Geralt. Like he mm-hmm. seems to act like he's his friend. Oh, for sure. Like he would be there to help you. Geralt's just grumpy. Yeah, he's a grumpy man. Yeah. They'll uh, hopefully be back together again soon. And then I guess my max is, we didn't really talk about the bathing scene like in detail, <laughs> but I think that that was like really cheeky. And I'm sorry for like the, the double meaning of the word cheeky. Um, <laughs> but like there were some really cute moments like where she gets naked and like magics the mirror away so we can't see. They're back to back. It just was like a really... I'm a I'm a sucker for hope oh, that was Irish. I'm a sucker for like that kind of cheekiness. And yeah. so I really appreciated one their first meeting and two like the bathing scene where they where they get a little cheeky. Just say it. You love a meat cute. Okay, I Jacob. love a meat cute. You're allowed. So much. You have seen all the rom coms. You need to explain to Geralt how to word things. I will. Next time, just tell her what you're feeling. Yeah. Just tell tell her you love her. <laughs> love it. Anyway, who's next? Uh, I can go. Um, so my min is, I think it's kind of similar to how I felt at the beginning of Game of Thrones, actually, to reference again, where, although that resolved with Game of Thrones, where there's a lot of characters that look a little bit similar, that have really, um, you know, dramatic uh, medieval-ish sounding names that are hard to tell apart sometimes. It's like, oh, new bearded guy with uh, with a weird <laughs> name. And I don't know who it is. And yeah. then they bring him back and I'm like, I don't know which one you were. Which, which what, what was your thing? What did you want to do? I don't know. So... <laughs> I've had a hard time keeping track, but those characters don't seem to be that important where they're going to stick around long enough to where I'm going to know them. Whereas like Game of Thrones, it's like these people are around forever and now you you learn them. I feel like I'm just like, I'm not going to learn you because you're not going to be here. <laughs> you're not. 
you're not important. I'm sorry. So I'm not going to. It's hard to tell who's important. Yes. It's very hard to tell who's important. So then you just kind of get scattered instead of focusing. Yeah. It's kind of hard to focus on who is who. Um, My Max, I've mentioned it before, but I'm going to say it again. The costumes are so well done. And they're so well detailed. Um, like the bards, he has like a jacket kind of um, like the leathery red jacket. Yeah, but he oh, has so good. He has like that thread those, those um, like those big stitch type things that they do to put the sleeve on. That are they look like, like scales, eh? Is that kind of the the thing you're talking about? The detail on the back of the arms? Oh, I'm just talking about like the, even the stitching. It's like those big cords that are through mm-hmm. like grommets, and it's like pulling a little bit. So there's like some space in between, and you can see his shirt underneath, and his shirt's great. Like, and everyone's armor's great. The Nilfgaard armor. I don't know if I like it, but it's distinctive. <laughs> I've never seen armor like that before, and I'm like, oh, and you know it. It's like, oh, those those are the Nilfgaard guys. Like, it's. I think everyone looks fantastic all the time even yennefer's like when they're in the herd like expanding tent she's wearing like a blouse that is open in the back and i was just like oh all of her stuff that's all of her stuff is so pretty no Mm -hmm. love all of her wardrobe Mm -hmm. yennefer for the win (laughs) travis um once again i guess for my max uh yennefer for the win again because i would say small little thing i very much the banter between both her and Geralt is very very good um there's a one line right at the beginning of her the reveal that she's trying to capture the the djinn and Geralt goes and he's like oh the djinn's not around uh it's not tied to this blah 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 blah." and then the wind starts blowing and yennefer just so like just says explain to me again um like she just straight up calls out his mansplaining and i love it she's like explain to me again how this works and she just called it out and how she, and then like and obviously she knew the gin was still tied to this earth because it's tied yeah. to a person she knows her shit and yeah. i just very very much appreciated her just straight up like Geralt coming in with like i have all this knowledge and she's just like tell me again how stuff works like i love you it. love strong women in fiction oh i do and and when it suits her she'll let people explain things and be like yeah i'll let him uh, think he's uh you know the big shot and that yep. he knows everything and sometimes she's like no you're yep. dumb you're and dumb i'll say I it know. right now yep. i'll say it it's not advantageous for me right now to let this go so i'm gonna just call it out i know I you're dumb <laughs> um and then um my men, I guess we kind of already talked about the fact that like i don't feel any connection to siri so i don't need to go over it again I guess I'm just like, okay, let's get the show on the road. I guess it kind of ties a little bit into this still very much feels like a monster of the week episode kind of format, which I guess I'm coming around to the idea that like it's going to keep being like this. I didn't anticipate that going into the show. I, for some reason, thought it was going to be very story driven, you know, like it is. But at the same time, not every episode seems to be so focused on like, what's the monster that Geralt's been hired by an NPC to go kill? And it's not, it, I guess I didn't expect that to still be happening this far into the season. Mm-hmm. And with only two episodes left, I'm like, are we still just going to get another two episodes of monster of the week? And is nothing going to be resolved? But I guess that kind of like, if I'm going to be, I don't want to push into our next segment. So I'm just going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should we just get into yeah, it? Yeah, get into it. 
All right, our final segment of the episode before we close is called the metagame. It is the segment we've been doing in our Witcher series where we predict what's going to happen in the next episodes. So, Travis, why don't you just keep going and tell kinda, us, like, where do you think this is going? Yeah, You're like, saying it's... You, are we going to get two Monster of the Week's episode, episodes or is this leading somewhere? That's the thing. I'm almost like, I don't think... I don't think we're going to get any answers, honestly. I'm kind of like, there's only two episodes left. And yes, there's a second season coming, but I don't think we're going to get any major explanation to anything at this point because like we got the reveal that Geralt and Ciri are connected in some way, but I don't know what more, like I almost think the season's going to end with Geralt and Ciri meeting for the first time. So it's going to be two more episodes of the week and then the last scene is going to be them finally connecting. And so I'm going to have to wait until season two before you know, I kind of get more answers. And I guess I'm just antsy for answers, but I guess that's also the making of a good TV show where I'm wanting more and the show's not giving it to me, so I'm still watching because I want more, you know? Yeah, and it's not like it's not giving you anything. No, It's no, not no. like it's like nothing's happening. You're like, dear God. Um, I think you <laughs> might be right. It might be, yeah, last episode, like within the last 10 minutes or so that they meet, and then season two is like the Geralt and Siri season. Yeah. That is very possible. Um, yeah, I, I think I would guess that the last couple episodes, there will be some kind of big, not like a big bad, but like some kind of, um, running story throughout the two where there has to be some kind of like big conflict, I would imagine, but I'm not sure anymore. I know. Like that's typically how I would think it would go, but I, I honestly, anything's on the table. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I know, know it's hard. Yeah, I, I, what I think is going to happen is we're going to get one more monster of the week episode where Siri gets closer. Like Siri, Kahir, and Fring, Fring, Fringilla. Fringilla. Fringilla is the person that we didn't really talk about. That is like behind Kahir. I guess I don't really fully understand. She's the mage who they are. I believe for um, uh, Nilfgaard. Nilfgaard. Thank you. It was supposed okay. to be Yennefer. Yeah. Like, they should have been alternating roles, like alternated roles, but Fringilla got sent there because Yennefer did her whole, um, took over Aiden kind of thing a couple episodes ago, right? So Yeah. And so I think on the final episode, we're going to have an event that causes, like, that basically gets Siri and Yennefer and um, Geralt in the same place. And so, but I, I think that there's still going to be unanswered questions, but I do think the three of them converge in the final episode. I don't even think there's that many questions left. Like, I think we know it's more just like, how are things going to happen? Like, because I feel like we know, yes, series like powers are a little bit mysterious, but like, we know that she has powers. Like, we know who Geralt is. We know who Yennefer is. Like, I think it's more just the questions are, how is it going to unfold? Because you know at some point that somehow Geralt and Ciri will um, connect, right? Mm-hmm. But what does so it mean for them to connect? I guess that's my question. I don't know what it means. Yeah, it's... I, Why I do I care? I think it's more just like... That's the thing. There needs to be some kind of threat, I feel like. I feel like mm-hmm. there has to be... They have to connect in some way so that they can fight off this threat. Maybe the Wild Hunt will show up and be like, no, now the Wild Hunt is here. To trying to get Siri and like the threat will escalate I don't know mm. well don't we will find out more sorry go ahead Travis no no I was just gonna say I don't know what the wild hunt means even after explanation <laughs> I still don't know I, I don't really know they're big That's and scary fine, 
I'm down for and it. And they're and relentless. <laughs> oh. We'll find out more in the seventh and eighth episode of The Witcher, which is going to come out for uh, podcast listeners in two weeks. Uh, so stick around for that. Uh, Katie, Travis, thanks again for com- coming around and-, and hanging out. We always have a good time talking about The Witcher. Um, you can find all things cutscenes at cutscenes.ca on Instagram and Twitter at cutscenes underscore pod. And we've got a few more episodes this season, so stick around. Uh, don't forget, don't you forget about me. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> Hosting is hard sometimes. Uh, let's start with Travis. Folks yeah. want to find you on the internet. Where can they do that? I'm on Twitter uh, at Travis Colnut. Come find me. Come and chat. Katie? 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 I'm also on Twitter. I'm Les Brack. Yeah, same thing. Come and find me. And you can find me at Jacob McCourt on Twitter. I host another podcast called the Left Behind Game Club. It is a video game book club podcast. If you like video games, come and check that out. Uh, We're at leftbehindgame.club or on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, We close the show as we close every single one of our episodes with a quote from the show. Uh, This week, we're going to give you a fun one, and it's going to be Katie that's going to give it to us. You have the most incredible neck, like a sexy goose. Oh my god. <laughs> you really put it on for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Bye. 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 Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm Jacob McCourt, and listen to me and my co-hosts Mo Murtati and Mike Ruffalo, as well as some wonderful guests, as we go through games, large and small, old and new, to bring you funny, informative, and mostly positive discussions about them. We've got over 100 episodes in the feed, so if you wanted to take the show for a spin, download a show about one of your favorites, and let us guide you through it with our takes. Join us on our goal in every episode to make sure that each time there's one less game left behind.